All right, everybody, welcome to episode 160 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I am with the co-host with the most, Drew at DR underscore PRA. Drew, how are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. Welcome to 2023. 2023, uh, I hope the new year has been good for you. Uh, only a few days in, but can't complain so far. Um, before we get started, um, we're small. We're a small podcast, and we understand that. But, um, you know, everybody just, you know, spend a second and think about DeMar Hamlin today. Uh, Drew, you know, obviously, if people have been watching the show, they know you're a huge uh, Buffalo Bills fan. And... Uh, just seeing that is unlike anything I've ever seen before. I mean, I've been watching football for 30 years or so, and I can't think of uh, any situation like that uh, ever occurring on a football field, uh, pro, college, anything like that. So um, I think people for the most part, have been really understanding about that situation. It's good to see. At last count, I saw that his uh, his toy drive GoFundMe was at like $4 million. I'm not sure if that's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's higher. It's higher. Last right. I saw it was six plus. Six plus, okay. Yeah. Uh, b- busy, yeah. uh, busy day at my uh, day job, so I haven't been able to, to peek in. But no, that's it's, been, it's been amazing to see. The outpouring of support, uh, whether it's on some of the the mainstream shows, uh, obviously Twitter has a, a really strong fantasy community. Really cool to see some of the different uh, individuals, businesses, organizations that have donated. Um, kind of a, a cool turn to see. I think Andy Dalton and his son donated a good bit uh, after a few years ago. Uh, Bill's Mafia donated quite a bit to Andy's do- uh, charity after he helped get us into the playoffs for the first time in like 18 years. So some really cool things out there from, uh, you know, some of the people on ESPN, some of the other shows, but yeah, I couldn't, couldn't imagine. I mean, we've seen, we've seen some wild stuff and uh, it's a violent sport, right? So we've seen some crazy stuff happen, some physical injuries. Um, I remember back in the nineties seeing, uh, you know, Chris Spielman go down and some other guys that have been, you know, paralyzed or had other, other life changing life altering events happen. Um, but yeah, I couldn't imagine. Uh, you know, glad his mom was there to be able to be with him in Cincy, and uh, just a huge yeah. shout out to the Bengals organization. I mean, from what I can tell, nothing but class from the fans, from the organization, immediate care. Um, yeah, so it looks like things are hopefully trending in a, a good direction at this point. Uh, almost forty-eight hours removed, but still tenuous. But. Yeah. Um, just hoping the best for him. And uh, I can't imagine, you know, for him, his family. Um, it's awesome to put out there today, too. And don't forget about, I can imagine being in uh, T. Higgins' shoes, being a, you know, an active participant in that. Um, you know, a, unintentional, of course. And, uh, you know, it, on one hand, and for such a violent game, for so many games and so many collisions, it's, it's almost a wonder that this type of severe injury doesn't happen more, more frequently. But thank goodness that it doesn't. Yeah, and, you know, I, I wanted to bring up, you know, Drew, we were 
chatting about this a little bit before we came on. I think 99% of people get it. Um, you know, we spoke about uh, Mar Hamlet's toy drive that's, you know, raising uh, uh, an amazing amount of money, which is just people yeah. uh, understanding and being compassionate. But for the 1%, just before you say anything, before your Twitter fingers come out, imagine that was your brother, your son, your cousin, your uncle, whatever the case may be. And please just sit and think about that before you decide to say something or type something. Um, because unfortunately, you know, while it's been almost unanimous, unanimously good, uh, there's been some straight bullets and I'm not going to name names because I don't, I really don't want to give those people uh, even with our limited reach, I, I don't want to give them any more uh, publicity than they've already gotten. But j- just think about that before you decide to, uh, you know, make your opinion known. But we're gonna we're gonna put that to the side for now. I'm sure we're gonna talk about it a little bit later when we talk about leagues and stuff. But let, let's talk about the 2022 fantasy season it's over depending on on your the game you were playing and your uh, commissioner and everything there's a few going on still what what were your thoughts anything that comes to mind when i say 2022 fantasy season drew what what we're just going to go from the hip today and talk about what we what we were feeling. <laughs> uh, I think my my initial reflection is just so so much unexpected, so much good that was unexpected from uh, some different guys uh, this year. Um, I, I think we always look back, and there's obviously if it was easy to predict, you know, we, we'd be making money on this thing, but uh, it just felt like there were, there was so much up in the air, um, you know, outside of Jonathan Taylor being an RB, being the RB one, you know, that was something we were certain about, right. Uh, you know, after him, it was up for grabs as far as who, who would uh, fill out the rest of the top five or so. And, you know, you had folks that were, um, you know, way off of uh, CMC. And I, I was in that group. I, I, didn't have him anywhere in, in redraft or uh, dynasty leagues, but um, seeing him, it, it amazing to see the 49ers are undefeated since he's come over to their organization. Um, you love seeing some of the stories like uh, Brock Purdy and, um, you know, the stretch that Taylor Heineke had again, but uh, just so some unexpected things where, you know, there was some great value for your team. If you were paying attention, you were ahead of the curve a little bit. Um, and then, uh, you know, a couple of the old guys, I think that uh, I assumed would be, tailing off this year. I guess that's something that we repeat every year. Uh, a couple guys like Henry, Devontae Adams, he was that guy still this year. Um, so yeah, just, uh, you know, some, some unexpected things that, you know, it, it was hard to predict early on. I know we'll kind of go back and talk through some of the things that we thought earlier on versus how they turned out, but um, it, it just feels like this year, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was about this year. Maybe it just wasn't quite, I wasn't quite as locked in at the beginning of the year to get a good pulse, but, um, 
but yeah, that that's kind of the unexpected, some pleasant, pleasant surprises throughout the year. How about you? Uh, you know, I want to, I want to piggyback off of what you said, since we're talking about, um, surprises, uh, we had friend of the show, Rocky Petrella on, and we kind of made a joke. Uh, he had said something, and I, I don't quite remember what he said, but we we made the joke that Rocky is saying that Jalen Hurts is Josh Allen. And man, Jalen Hurts, a very, very, very close uh, almost interchangeably. Yeah. To, to Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is what I have come to realize. We need to stop discounting quarterbacks, no matter what our feelings are about them, once they get in a Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs. That's when the leap happened. Jalen Hurts gets A.J. Brown. That's when the leap happens. You know, in a, in a much, much smaller sample size, Joe Burrow takes the leap once he gets Jamar Chase. And I still remember all the arguments. Do you take Jamar Chase or do you take the offensive yeah. lineman? And I, I scream from the mountaintop, you take Jamar Chase. Because guess what? The draft isn't one round. You can get you can get other offensive linemen. And it took them a little bit. Yeah. They had to they had to draft some guys, they had to get some free agents in. They needed time for those guys to come and melt together. But if we see, you know, Debo Samuel traded, let's just say. You know, that was kind of a thing last year. He's going to get traded. And he got the big contract, so he's probably not going to trade it. All right, let's look at where he's going. <laughs> you know, is he going to, you know, or, or he, even a better example, Tyree Kill yep. went to Miami, and we saw the emergence of, uh, of Tua. And... You know, in both Tua's case and Jalen Hurts' case, they had really good receivers the year before. Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith were not slouches. They were not bums by any stretch of the imagination. But we see when that alpha comes in, that elite wide receiver comes in. And and I think that's what we need to keep an eye on. If we see um, – I'm trying to think of someone that could – possibly move um any ideas on that oh <laughs> man I'd, like, I'd have to i mean Devonte Devonte adams is potentially right that there are some whispers there that maybe he moves on from the raiders right so i doubt he would get cut but if he gets traded you know all right like where is he going you know and, and there may not be guys that we can think of right now, but if we hear in April or in May, so-and-so is unhappy. So, because that's what happened to, to Tyreek. Tyreek was unhappy. He wanted his money. And she said, yeah. we ain't going to pay you. 
we're gonna trade you. And he got traded Miami, boom, to him like a rocket ship, right? Yeah. Um, and I think you know we have to, even if we don't like the guy, right? Even if we're like, I'm not sure about this guy. Ah, you know, if that elite guy comes in, I think you, uh, you know, I think it's almost like a speculative buy because guess what? You could have gotten Josh Allen for what a late first, a second before Stefan Diggs came into town. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. We're like, God, oh, this guy is, is fine. Okay. Average, maybe even a little below average. And now, I mean, it would cost you half your team in a trade to get a Josh Allen. Yeah. Same thing with, with Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts had more hype pre-AJ Brown, but what's what was the price of Jalen Hurts pre-AJ Brown, and what's the price of Jalen Hurts now? Oh, ridiculous. Right. And that, that might be a fun little experiment yeah. for us to, to do yeah, and uh, in, in one of my 12-team leagues, uh, back when Antonio Gibson was a rookie, got him in the draft, got, rode the hype, and I got a – gosh, would have been a – he came out in 21. So I would have gotten like, – right? This is his no. third year? 20. Okay. So I got a – whatever the next year was, I got like a mid-round first – and I got Jalen Hurts as a throw inside Carson Wentz on that team. <laughs> so I was I was thrilled to get the late first because I was not a long term believer in Antonio Gibson. Right, uh, rode that roller coaster, uh, but then a year and a half later, right before he started to pick up at the end of last year, I don't want to go back and see what I pack what package I included him in when I traded him away. Uh, I, I think he might have been a part of getting either a Josh Allen or a, a Patrick Mahomes back, which would definitely make me feel better, but uh, still way under value of what, what he could be now when he's probably – I mean, I'm seeing people right now in the early startup saying they're taking him – there's a couple of folks that are Philly homers that I think have taken him 101 over Josh Allen in a super flex startup. Right. So, yeah, crazy, crazy shift in value just in the last – you know, six months even leading up to this season. And so, so that's kind of what I'm saying. You know, if, uh, you know, if we see a top, you know, three, four, five, six guy at the wide receiver position, say they're not happy and they want out. All right, let, let's, let's track them because that's probably going to be a quarterback, you know, even if it's a guy we're like, you know, ugh. Well, even this year, you look at a, a Geno Smith, right? You know, we I think we all thought, I thought Tyler Lockett was dead when Russ left. You know, Russ was the the key to his his success in that moon ball. But you watch him and DK work, and all of a sudden, Geno. Geno is winning weeks, if not leagues, for people as a, you know, a late-round Superflex ad, or he gives you the ability to trade who was your QB, too for for a need in week four or five when you start to believe in what he's doing there and all of a sudden he's your qb2 for the rest of the year uh and you you flipped whoever your qb2 was for you know the running back that you needed to be able to to start every week or something like that so um yeah i think as you're talking i think the the idea of 
I've always been more of a, a talent, talent rises, right? Talent will mm-hmm. transcend the situation, et cetera. Um, but I think this year is a good reminder, a good check that the situation has to be considered um, as well. And I don't know what the ratio is or what the right blend is of that. Um, but I think for me anyways, as you're talking, it needs to be more than it has been in the past couple of years. I think for the last couple of years up till this year, we've seen the talent rise and we've seen, you know, like we saw Jonathan Taylor last year with a tough, tough situation at quarterback, um, but his talent carried, right? But this year, totally different. And, you know, I was just looking while you were talking, you know, to look at the inverse. A.J. Brown goes to Philadelphia, leaves Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill, and, and he had injuries and everything, was 26th in total points scored. Mm. So we're, we're seeing the inverse. Like, hey, let's watch out for these teams that aren't supplying their quarterbacks with weapons. And, and before we, before I move on to the next point, that my apologies to Rocky because apparently <laughs> Jayla Hurts did turn into Josh Allen. So Rocky, even though you didn't say it, we put the words in your mouth. Uh, to, so was te- hold on, Drew. You could be the judge of this. So technically, was Rocky right or were we right? Because we put the words into his mouth. <laughs> uh, no, I think I remember Rocky saying something along the lines of he he saw it being a, a strong possibility that Jalen Hurts could take a Josh Allen like step forward this year in production uh, with the addition of AJ Brown because it would open up some of the passing or it'd make passing maybe a little bit easier for him, something along those lines. So, and yes, of course, we uh, we jumped right to the, uh, you know, Rocky says Jalen Hurts equals Josh Allen, which uh, in hindsight, we were right. <laughs> we, we were both right. Rocky uh, was sure. Right. Rocky was right. He took that big, massive leap with the big-time alpha receiver. And we were right for saying Jalen Hurts equals Josh. <laughs> so we're right all around. But I mean, we did we did say the words. Never mind the tone that was right, 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 driving. Right. Like, we're not. Listen, listen. We got to get our wins where we can get them. Absolutely. Um. And it's funny because uh, we talked about Tua, but you and I had a little. Tua versus Dead. Trevor Lawrence bet. But Jacksonville did the same thing, even though we all kind of thought it was foolish the way they went about doing it. They understood that their weapons were trash. DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, uh, Marvin Jones wasn't going to cut it in the NFL. So they they – Paid for Christian Kirk, and we didn't like that money. But they paid. They paid for Zay Jones. We didn't like that money, but they paid for him. And we saw the the you know coaching was also a big part of that. Yes. We saw the 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 step forward. Then at the trade deadline, what did they do? They trade for Calvin Ridley. Now, what can Calvin Ridley be? I don't know because he's going to be. Almost two years not playing football by the time he gets back into camp. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. 
But that that just shows that Jacksonville is not satisfied. Yeah, with, with just Christian Kirk and just say Jones, who both and Evan Ingram. Please let me not forget Evan Ingram because he had a, winner. a hell of a year this year. Um, but they weren't satisfied with that. They said, "Let's do more." And even if Calvin Ridley doesn't have it anymore, he's been out for two years. He can't get it into gear. We've kind of seen Deshaun Watson struggle, and you know, in his few games back, they're showing, "Hey, we're going to keep just loading this guy up with weapons. Like, we're, it's not going to stop." And what if Jacksonville? And I don't care if they they make the playoffs or not. I mean. Everything they're doing at this point is gravy. What if they use a second round pick on a tight end? This is this is supposed to be a good tight end class. What if they use a second round pick on another wide receiver? Yeah. Like, and they just keep going, hey, they, we're not happy with just three wide receivers. <laughs> you know, we're gonna get them a fourth, or we're gonna get them three and another tight end that we think is gonna is gonna do things. I mean. It's it, it's amazing how you know, and it doesn't it doesn't seem like this should be a shocking revelation, but when you see guys like Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts and Trevor Lawrence take massive leaps once they get weapons, it's kind of like you know, like what are what are teams like Tennessee doing? I like Traylon Burks, by the way. This is this is not anti-Traylon Burks slander, but what else is there? Yeah. Austin Hooper? Robert Woods is... Robert Woods. I love Robert Woods. I've been a yep. big fan for a long time, but he, no, he's done. I'm sorry. He, he's, what, a 30, 31-year-old coming off an ACL injury? Yeah. No. I mean... And what else? Like, it's not it's not good. And we saw the rise in fantasy of Ryan Tannehill with AJ Brown. Yeah, like, yeah, in the, in the play action. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering, like, what what if what would we be thinking about Justin Fields right now if the Bears had traded for Calvin Ridley? Well, we we would be excited as hell and Chicago is an interesting team because they got the two pick in a draft where number one is probably going to be a quarterback yep number two probably going to be a quarterback but they got Justin Fields so this this is the time where you make the blockbuster deal where you go Okay, Indianapolis, you've been Philip Rivering, Carson Wensing, Matt Ryaning this thing, and except for Philip Rivers, it's all been trash can city. Terrible. You have Michael Pittman. Alec Pierce has shown some things. You have Jonathan Taylor. You have 17 six foot nine tight ends. Like, you have pieces in place. You have an offensive line that everyone says is good. 
what it's kind of like what we were saying about our old friends in Denver, right? You got everything but the quarterback. And Chicago should take one of these teams, whether it's Carolina, whether it's Indianapolis, whether it's a wild card team that we're not even thinking about right now. Yeah. Should, I mean, where's should, Houston in the draft? Are they top five? Houston is top one. five, right? Oh, Houston. Okay. So, and, and Houston's taking a quarterback. Yeah. They have they have two first round picks. I think right now their second pick is eleven. That's the Cleveland pick from uh, the Deshaun yeah. deal. So good for them. Um, so they're probably going to take a a quarterback at one, and it's you know C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. It's going to be yeah. one of those guys. So Chicago is really in. They're in the main event seat. Yeah, you got India at five, Vegas at seven. Yep. Carolina uh, at, at nine. Atlanta at eight. Carolina at nine. Tennessee at ten. Yeah. I mean, shoot, you got to have – yeah, uh, Philly right now I think has New Orleans 11, and then Houston's got Cleveland's 12. The Jets at 13. Yep. So you they've got, what, half a dozen potential trade partners there. Load up. Like you need to take somebody to the cleaners. Yep. And restock with a ton of picks and use them on the offensive side of the ball. Get yourself. They need to uh they need to watch draft day on repeat for the next 90 days. They 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 need to get themselves, let's face it, three receivers. <laughs> <laughs> Another running back. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. You know, a lot of mixed feelings there for, uh, you know, David Montgomery's been steady, but you got Khalil Herbert, who should be, you know, healthy and uh, ready to go not too far off, right? He's He should be uh, ready to go pretty quickly here, have a full off season. So what do you do with David Montgomery? Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's a free agent. And yeah. what use – is he to a team that just needs yeah. to rebuild? Yeah. Like, listen, let him let him get some money and yeah. go to, you know, go to a, you know, maybe go to a contender. You know, uh, San Francisco loves collecting running backs, and I know they have Christian yeah. McCaffrey, but they love collecting running backs. Um. You know, there are some places. You know, what what is uh, what is Kansas City doing? You know, they could they could use a uh, a David Montgomery, and, yeah. and that's like that's kind of the thing is like Patriots pick him up cheap because he wants to. Patri- Patriots come get him. Uh, Miami could use a running back. Yeah, you know there there are a lot of contending teams that you know David Montgomery could sign. You know he's not going to make ten million dollars a year. He's not that guy, but no. um, he he can still do some things on the field. And you know that that you know and and that's but you know going back to fields like golly, trade that two pick and get a bunch of picks. 
and just put horses around, you know, around Justin Fields so that he doesn't have to break the quarterback rushing record yeah. in order to keep this team com- competitive in games. Not even win games. To keep him competitive, he has to yeah. break NFL yeah. records, which is crazy. But I mean, my goodness, I mean, if if you can trade down in right. that in that like you know six to thirteen range, I mean, you got Quentin Johnson from from TCU that's available, Jordan Addison from USC, Jackson Smith and Jigba, you know, reunite. That's kind of been the big thing lately, right? Two and Waddle, Hertz and Smith. (laughs) Maybe you want to get to, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba. You know, there there are guys that are going to be available. If they can move things around, right, get a a Marvin Harrison Jr. But he's 24. He's 24, 24, right? 24, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see that. Get him next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like you're gonna need the help. Get him next yeah. year. Like, uh, but yeah, like, and that's my thing. Like, I I kind of hope that their GM and head coach are looking around the league and going, man, let's look at all these playoff teams. Uh, yeah, they got to make some calls. You know. <laughs> The Eagles have uh, have AJ Brown, you know the the Vikings have Justin Jefferson. The 49ers do it a little bit differently, but Debo, when healthy, is a very good receiver. The uh, Bucks have Godwin and Evans. Yeah, Cowboys have Ceedee Lamb. You know all, all these teams that we're seeing. I don't know in the playoff race. You know, uh, Seattle it is on the verge. We talked about it earlier, Metcalf and Lockett. The Giants, they're different. <laughs> but but we're see- that's what we're seeing. We're seeing yeah. these teams have amazing pass-catching weapons. And maybe except for the Giants, is there another team that really – I mean, I guess Baltimore's in it, and they don't really have an amazing pass-catching weapon, but – Andrews. Yeah, you have Andrews and then the rotation otherwise. But and that's kind of what you know, kind of what I'm thinking. But I want to trickle back to something you said earlier, since we're we're wrapping up the season and we're looking now forward to the draft. Rookies, who's coming out? But I don't want to talk about a rookie. I want to talk about a, a guy we briefly mentioned earlier. Okay. Russell Wilson. Mm. Mm. What what do you do with Russell Wilson? What do you think about Russell Wilson? From what I what I've seen, I I haven't stayed real close, but I I mean clearly the coaching was not stellar. Hackett is gone early, right? So never good to see a coach gone during the season. It's one thing to lose your job after the season. Uh, during the season means some shit went sideways, right? <laughs> I think um, so. 
So uh, I, I don't think he's anywhere in the Trevor Lawrence universe uh, with uh, Urban Meyer, but you know, is there something to be said for a, a change here? So if I if I've got him on my team, I am not moving him for what I'm probably getting offered at this point. I think at this point you've got to hold and see how they shape up their team next year. What does preseason look like? Um, you know, you've seen some some of his teammates come out on social media and defend Russ and his work ethic, right? Um, so that that says something to have have allies in the locker room. It would be a lot different if his teammates were just silent and kind of letting him hang out there to dry. Um, so I I think you if you've got him, you, you've got to hold him. Um, if you don't have him and you you want to kick the tires and see if somebody wants to bail and maybe feel like they're going to get a little bit more now than they would have gotten a month ago. I would offer a little bit more now than I would have a month ago for what could be, uh, you know, possibly a couple of good years ahead if he can get a, a coach that'll put a game plan together that'll uh, match his skill set a little bit more or they'll, you know, hopefully be healthy, right? You know, we'll see what happens with some of their weapons, you know, trying to stay healthy. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to, to – it'll be interesting to see where he goes in startups uh, as we hit the – the non-point scoring season here over the next 90 days, I think it'll be very interesting to see where I think a lot of people are going to get Russ as a cheap QB too. And he could be another one of those guys that next year you'd be thrilled in a startup getting him in. I don't know. I don't even know what his ADP would be at this point, eighth round or something. Is that too late? Is that. I think that's going to end up being too late just because as much as we all talk about how quarterback is actually kind of shrunk over the last two years, I still think you're going to get to a point where it's like, all right, who's left? Uh, all right, Russ is left. Well, you're, I mean, I, I'd have to, I actually, um, I, I don't have access anymore to the DLF. I haven't renewed yet, but um, I'd have to look at ADP now for like December and see, I mean, are you taking Cousins or are you taking Russ if they're available in a startup? I mean, I mean, stop. We're not going to slander the good name of Kirk Cousins. Okay, so keep moving down. Here, you know what I'm going to do? This is what I'm going to do for you. We are going to – we're going to go by, by points, okay? Okay. We're going to go by points, and we're going to kind of relate that to uh, – what I mean, are, are you taking a Baker Mayfield or a Russell Wilson in the startup uh, right now? We're going, we're going Russ. Okay. So All right. Somewhere so, between. Here, <laughs> so here you go. Russ, according to Fantasy Pros, 17th in total points scored this season. So I'm going to work. I'm going to work my way up. Okay. And we can both answer. Russell Wilson or Derek Carr. And that's a tough one because we don't know where Derek Carr is going to be. Yeah, it is tough. I, I, I'd probably take the guy who has a job right now. So I'll take the guy that's with the team that has a job. And, and I, I would take him even if he was thrown to Devontae Adams next year. Um, okay. And he may be, for all we know. Uh, yeah. they, they, they may go somewhere together. Russell Wilson, and here's another tough one for a different reason, Tua. I take Tua. Even with the concussions. Yeah. 
I think I take Russ because I'm I'm worried about the number of concussions he's gotten in such a short period of time. That, yeah, that, that's worrisome to me. If it was one concussion this year, I'd be like, all right, fine, whatever. I'm having flashbacks back to Brandon Cooks five years ago, four years ago. Yeah, but the the difference between Tua and Brandon Cooks is Tua is also known to have other injuries besides concussions. Sure. Hip injuries. Yeah. If if I'm in a startup and I'm looking at both those guys, I I think I take Tua still. If only I, I think I might be able to get more value from him in the first four weeks if he starts off hot again. So so we, we differ on Tua. Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? Probably Rodgers. I think I go Rodgers too, but that's that's like close to me. That's not a a slam. Yeah, they're dunk. They're both uh, aging guys, both, uh, you know, Rogers obviously a lot further, but uh, both eccentric and weird in their own ways. Yeah, I, I, you could make an argument either way. So, yeah, it's probably – it probably on paper is closer. Um, but, yeah, I think my my gut would be, if I'm looking at those two, I, I would go Rogers pretty easily in a startup. All right. We're, we're going to skip the next couple because even though their points were down this year – Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert, we're not sure. Yeah, that's not even – we don't even need to ask that question. If he plays next season, Tom Brady or Russell Wilson? I'd have to go Russ. I think if he's in Tampa Bay, which I don't think he'll be, I go Brady. If he goes to the landscape – the hellscape of Las Vegas, like some people have been talking about. I think I go Russ. They play each other twice, so that would be fun. That would but, be. Oh, here you go. Uh, this one here from, from Steve <laughs> Dennis. Steve. What's up, Steve? Staff, Stafford or Russ? Uh, I would take Stafford. I think I would take Russ. Um. Here's another one. Uh, top 10 quarterback. You mentioned Kirk Cousins at nine. I want to talk about the guy right behind him. Jared Goff. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I would take Goff. I think I'd take Russ just because I'm not sure. If they make the playoffs... They still have the Rams pick, which is like four or five or something like that. They could go quarterback, as crazy as it sounds. They could. I, I, they I, may say, hey, we got everything else built up. We're a playoff team. Let's get the quarterback in here now. And not to mean that like Jared Goff yeah. just doesn't do anything, but it might be like a week eight thing, week nine thing where we're like, oh, okay. Think the young guy is ready, Jared. We're gonna send you yeah. to the bench and see what happens. Maybe I, I think my my gut says if, if they get to the playoffs, especially uh, if they happen to pull this back and get there, uh, I think Campbell's the type of guy that would would be feel some sort of commitment or loyalty there. And at the end of the day, I don't know that has Goff cost them a lot of games this year. 
and in the first half of the season, I, I won't say necessarily cost them games, but him not showing up could be linked to why they lost games. Yeah, I mean that's we're talking games where no Amon Ross, St. Brown, no Swift. You're you're relying on you know no Hawkinson for a couple games too, right? Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I I would take I would roll the dice on the draft capital, the youth. And yes, even if it's not, even if it's not in Detroit, I think he would have a good shot to compete and probably have a have fair odds of winning out or starting at some point. Even if he's the guy coming in at week four, five, or six for a different team. So I I, I would I would take golf in that in that startup if it was down to him or, or Russ staring at me. So I got I got two more behind him that we can go through and then we could we can wrap this up. Okay, Russ. Or Kyler? Oh, Kyler. Okay. I mean, he's probably not playing until mid of ne- middle of next year. So I guess some of that might depend on your – but if you're in a startup and depending – if you're going to do, like, the productive struggle, like, if you can get right. Kyler at a value and you want to go productive struggle, heck yeah. Russ or Dak? How is that a question? Just what I just wanted to make sure I yeah. God throw him in there because we, I'm just kidding. We, I'm just kidding. It's, the, it's we, we love to hate Dak, so I just wanted to make sure no, that uh I, yeah, it's not a I would take Dak before Kyler, I would take Dak before Goff, I would take Dak before Rogers. Yeah, it's, I agree with all that. Yeah, so so that's kind <laughs> of like you know. Look at this. Yes, we did, Ryan. Yes, we did. Yeah, Ryan, what is going on, man? Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year. And we did say productive struggle. I guess that's like how we can summon Ryan to the podcast. <laughs> we'll just say productive struggle every week, and then he'll come and uh, and join us in the chat. Um, glad to see you, Ryan. But, yeah, so rough. So here's a question. You have a team, right? We're not we're not talking about startups. Startups are easy. You have a team. And it's a pretty good team. Except at the quarterback position. Your, okay. your quarterbacks are Trey Lance and Zach Wilson. You invested in that uh, that 2021 draft, just not in the right guys. What would you pay to acquire a Russell Wilson? The Russell Wilson owner hasn't verbalized it, but you can tell he's kind of sick and tired of Russell Wilson and his antics. <laughs> High doing high knees on the plane and stuff like that to England. Um, what what are you trying to swoop in for? And, and you know, what's your initial offer? Man, uh, what does the rest of my team look like? You're you're you got uh, you got Nick Chubb. You have Stephon Diggs. Okay, you have so I'm a win now. Garrett Wilson. You have um, maybe okay. your tight ends aren't so great, but you got. Yeah, I, I'm throwing. I'm throwing a couple seconds out there. I would do that in a super flex. 
I'd throw, you know, maybe an, an earlier and a later. So like maybe if I have like the, if this year didn't go great because some of the, uh, the weeks didn't line up for guys to go off and scoring, et cetera, maybe I've got a, the 204 and I've traded for the 208 or 209 or something like that. I would definitely throw a couple of seconds at it. See what yeah. I get back. Yeah. I think if I have a top three, I offer the 23 second solo. Uh, and I think that's the highest I would go. But if I have a lower uh, second, uh, 209, 210, 211, something like that, um, I probably put that one and a 24 second into the mix and see if that prize away uh, of Russ Wilson. And yeah, it's crazy that we're talking about seconds when man, the time to sell Russ was right after he signed, right after he was traded. That was, yep. the, that was the time to, to trade him. Yeah. I mean, I, what okay. are you doing? Uh, would you rather have him or uh, a Jimmy Garoppolo? Is that way off between those two next year? I think if you told me I had to make the trade today, I think I am more going towards Russ because I know yeah, I mean, what's going to be. I know what's the, the gap though, Jimmy and uh, it's big early third. Second, it's it's actually a pretty big gap because Jimmy Garoppolo. I know big rumor has been him to the Jets. Now, if he goes to the Jets and he has Garrett Wilson and he has Elijah Moore and he has Brees Hall, all right, that that looks kind of sexy. But what if now Derek Carr is that dude and musical chairs ends and he is the starter? In Houston, until the number one pick is ready to go, and Jimmy Garoppolo is worth nothing. Yeah, like that. That's what scares. Now, yeah, if I know what team he's going to be on, it, it might actually, it, especially if he ends up on a team like the Jets, that may that may close the gap significantly because we know. All right, good coaching staff, good weapons. Yep. He should be able to thrive. just has to manage the game. Doesn't have to win the game. I mean, he he knows the Sala Lafleur yeah. offense already. Uh, so yeah, uh, I I think that gap narrows. But if I had to make the trade today, I'm going for Russ because, I mean, if Sean Payton comes out of retirement and ends up in Denver, what's the price of Russ going to be then? Yeah, or even if. You know, the offensive coordinator for one of these high flying, Kellen Moore, goes to Denver. He gets the head coaching job. We don't know what he's going to do on defense because he's not a defensive guy, but we're going to love that offense because we've seen the Dallas Cowboys offense with. I mean, I think if we lined up the talent at the skill positions i think denver has more than dallas even though dallas has some good pieces i mean if you add up sutton judy javante um who's the tight end bolt you know i think if you add it up i i think it's close but i think you would probably yeah. put a slight lean towards denver so 
That's an have, interesting question. If you have Kellen Moore now transferring over there, let's go. Like, you know, you're going to be happy about that offense. You're going to be like, okay, here's a guy that we've seen do it in the league, not at the head coaching position. And by the way, I don't think they go after a coordinator. They tried that. It didn't work. Yeah. Um, uh, I think they try to get an established uh, head coach, you know, so if Sean Pink comes out of retirement and he gets to Denver, we're also super excited because we know what that offense can look like. Yeah. So it sounds like we got some trades to make, Josh. We, we, uh, we co-managed a couple teams here. I know we missed out on Russ in the startup, so maybe we get a, a second shot at him a little cheaper. A little cheaper. If we can get them for a second or two seconds, that's a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I think when you make some offers, and and yeah, that's that's where I'm looking as well. Uh, I I did the same thing this year. I, I tried to go after Stafford and get him a little cheaper from some people because he was aging and you know wondering what would the, the team would look like and didn't work out so well. But uh, again, that's that's part of the fun, right? Is you got to take some shots, you got to speculate a little bit. And see what happens and have some fun with it. And no, no trade is ever final, right? So no. if it doesn't work out. You pivot, man. You, you, yeah, you move on. The next one? So. And, and look, I, I did this in a league this year, and it, and it blew up in my face. But you, you go for those speculative ads. I had Zach Wilson thrown in yep. a, as part of a bigger deal. I said, listen, if he gets it together, the weapons are there. The coaching is there. He could be a big thing. All right. He stinks out loud. Fine. But I went for it. I went for a young guy. Hey, yep. I'll get him thrown yeah, in draft as, part capital. Of the, as part of another deal. And actually in the trade, I got rid of Derek Carr, which seems like a, <laughs> that part yeah. of it seems good now. Yeah, um, not bad. You no. Know, also, also got Pat Fryer move. Also got a 24 first. There were other things involved. But second and a third so, from our boy. Yeah, so here's a uh, yeah. Here's for, Bill saying for Russ, right? Second yeah, and third is your initial offer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and listen, especially, can you imagine if you were a contender, and I mean a real contender, and you lost in the first round because Russ stinks out loud but he was your QB too. And you had to start him because let's face it. The one week you don't start him is the one week he's going for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Right. That's what we're all thinking. Like if I sit him for, uh, you know, Elijah Moore or KJ Osborne, or, you know, you know, that's the week he's going to blow up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you're going and, and to run into traffic. So, you keep starting him, and he kills you. You're going to be like, yeah, get this dude off my team. The second and the third, let's go. Like, the feelings yeah. are still going to be there because, let's face it, the season, and the, I, we'll transfer into this next part, is over in weeks. And I, I put that in quotes because, obviously, what we spoke about earlier. So – I commission league, Drew, you commission leagues. Yep. What I did in the one league I commissioned, I'm so glad I only commissioned one for various reasons, but this is among them. I said in my league, 
I said, I'm not going to declare anything yet. If they decide that they're going to play this game, you know, this was before they announced that they weren't going to play it this week. If they play this game this week or they decide to play it as a week, quote unquote, week 19, you know what? You know, those points will come over. If they decide there's no reason to play the game, it's not going to affect standings or they just go, we'll figure it out another way. I said, I'll reach out to all four teams that are in, in the contention to win money. And we'll talk it out and see what happens. You know, I, I said in another chat, if push comes to shove in that league, I have a best interest of the league clause, yep. which yep. means I make the decision. I do what I think is best. You can either love it or hate it. It was very handy during the COVID season because there was so much stuff going on and so many changes. And it was just good to not have to, you know, say, well, this isn't in the rules. Why are we doing that? Best interest of the league. That's why I'm doing it. Um, what did you do in your leagues? What What was your kind of your final determination? Yeah, it, as soon as uh, as soon as it, it was announced that they're not playing the game this week, um, we decided to let the results stand as is. And if anything looked like it was super close. We we actually reached out individually to ask, you know, are you comfortable with this, or you know, do you want to talk through it anymore? But part of that is also commissioning leagues with uh, people that you have pretty good relationship with. So you you have, I think we knew kind of going in, people would be good with whatever we decided. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, it's it's fantasy, and and hopefully, I think more and more folks are getting into this space where you take a little bit of your winnings right, and you're going to donate it as it is. And we had a couple of folks come back and just say. Well, we're, we're going to donate to uh, Hamlin's charity anyways yeah. from whatever we'd win or, you know, split it or something like that. Um, I've seen people on Twitter say they, you know, every year chopping the pot is always an option too. you know, if somebody, I think we talked about that last year, the year before, you know, what do you do in that situation? And I think a lot of people probably, <clears throat> excuse me, opted for that this year. So uh, I think with uh, all that's going on, our, our goal as commissioners was just to let's have some closure where we can and not, you know, muddy the water with what's going on in real life versus what's happening in this fantasy season. And uh, even, I, you know, I see Bill in here and he commissions a couple of leagues that we're in in one of the leagues, um, you know, the OG league, right. I'm, I'm sitting in that league and getting my butt handed to me by Jerry O'Shea and Rocky. Right. Um, you know, I would have needed Stefan Diggs to outscore Joe Mixon by 51 points to win. And it's one of those, like, be reasonable, right? Like, it's it's gone. You know, Ro- Rocky and Jerry, I think, outscored me in the second place team by 300 points over the course of the season. So he scored two more. They scored two more entire games uh, in the 14-game reg- regular season. So be reasonable with it. It goes back to what you said earlier. You know, not, the vast majority of folks, I think, have been reasonable. So uh, don't make it harder on your commissioner, please. Uh, you know, we do this because we want to, have fun with folks, but yeah, that's where we landed. Is we we wanted to have some closure for the league this week, uh, especially since they said they weren't going to to play anymore or uh, determine anything else this week. So that's where we landed. Yeah, I'm, I mean, in the league I commish, um, and, and I know uh, Scott Connor was talking about this. Uh, 
I, I wanted his podcast. You know, it, it stinks because I'm actually in the third place game in the league I commission. So it's one of those things where you don't want to say something that makes it look like you're trying to get a cut when maybe you don't deserve it. And honestly, I was getting my doors blown off in that third place game. I mean, I was down 64, 54-64 with Josh Allen and uh, Devin Singletary. Sure. Could could an amazing thing have happened and they caught that up? With Josh Allen, nothing is ever out of the range of possibility. But the likelihood yeah. is, is that that would not happen. Yeah. So in my case, when I talk to whoever, if this game is not played, when I talk to whoever is in third place, I just want to say, hey, I, I, you know, I think the odds of me winning sleep, now sleep, sleeper kind of ended it. They just said the points yeah. are the points. So now everyone who was ahead is 100% to win because they count it now as a win. I think yeah. I was at like 1% before that all yeah. flipped over. Um, so I'm going to say to him, you're the third place guy. Take the yeah. money. Uh, yeah. Especially as a commissioner, right? Um, the the championship game. Oh, we got a special guest. What's going on, fellas? How are you doing tonight? What's going on, John? How Good, are you? Man, I ah, hanging in there. Hanging in there. Got some sick kids, sick wife, and I'm not the healthiest myself, but we're getting through over here. So. Oh, man. That stinks. But yeah. yeah. But you're here now. Yeah, you're here now. I made it. A little bit of time left anyway. Nah, we got we got time. We're just we're just chatting. Uh so the first the, the first and second place game is a little bit more complicated because one team is up 24 and has Jamar Chase. The other team has Joe Mixon. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, does the Jamar Chase team probably win? Yeah. But he's up he's up 14. Not 24, 14. So the margin 14. is error. Yeah. Math not good. So that, I mean, do you think the Jamar Chase team wins? Probably. But yes. would it be would it be insane to think that Joe Mixon could just have a 30-point game and outscore Jamar Chase by 15 points? So that that's gonna, but the good thing is is that. I know both guys. They're both pretty yeah. reasonable. So I think at the end of this, whether it's chop the pot or do like a 60-40 split or something like that, I, yeah. I don't think they will be um I don't I don't think they'll be opposed to that if it has to come down to that. Yeah. But uh yeah, so um John, oh, what are you seeing? Yeah, oh, who, uh, yeah, guy who who did it in our league with Bill, right? Did end up winning this week. So congrats, John. Uh, oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's a that's a tough league. It was it was a big honor to win that one for sure. Uh, yeah. What have you been seeing in your leagues, John? Is everyone kind of mostly being cool or? Yeah, I haven't had any problems. I commissioned two leagues. Uh, it's not that okay. big, and the one's only like a twenty five dollar league, so it's. I, it's one one or the other. It's like, well, I can just 
you can wait, which is the preference, I would think, to hopefully they do replay it. I don't haven't heard news that they weren't to do that at this point. So it's pretty much guys have just been like, okay, like you were saying, I'm down 40 points, and I have uh, Joe Burrow. Chances are it's not going to. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be the mediator in the splits and not have them have to contact each other and talk about it. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of uh, – a lot of extra leg work, but uh, I don't know. My preference would have just been to have the average score per game inserted in that spot. Because like you were saying about 24 points, I was down in one league with Josh Allen by 24. So coming into right. the night and then you figure he might get more than that. He was only projected 22, but then his like average points per game is 26 and a half. So it's like, well, I don't know what to do. I mean, I think just zeroing out wasn't the best thing, but. I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean, you don't have a lot of good options at this point. Yeah. yeah you're I not going to make everybody happy by any stretch. And I, I think the, the platforms especially just wanted to uh, leave it in the hands of the commissioners. Let each individual commissioner make their own decision about it because nothing that they could do would be right. Like, yeah, there's going to be some league where, you know, one team was winning by five points and, you know, had Joe Burrow and you go, oh, well, we'll just give you what the projection was. And, you know, then the other guy goes, well, what if, you know, Joe Burrow had rolled an ankle uh-huh. and now he just gets, you know, yeah. 20, 22 points uh, for doing that, you know, and. So I think they just had to, you know, MFL and Sleeper, they just had to say, we're, yeah. we're not doing anything. The points are what they are. And if commissioners want to go in and, you know, come up with a better idea, it's on you guys. Um, and I think that's really the only decision that they had. Uh, but, John, we were talking earlier about um, – what what were like your takeaways from the 2022 fantasy season? I, I, Drew and I gave ours. What what were some of yours? Uh, it's just like you would hear people saying about how insane and crazy it was. Just all the scoring from different players all year long, and then like leading up to the championship that Drew had mentioned. Like my team just tanked it in the semifinals. Like I had Devontae Adams, Miles Sanders, you name it. Like they were single digits. Same. So, uh, and I, I survived that by 1.6, and then I won in the finals by 1.2. So it's just like, even though, like, I, I always try to get the pretty roster myself, but it's not mm-hmm. always functional. So it's just, uh, it was nice to actually buy some some older veterans, which I hadn't really done before, uh, to make a run and really secure yeah, in, what uh, I could do there. In the Superflex Army, uh, you and I were in the same dispersal a couple of years ago. Yeah. And to see... Uh, where you started, you went running back heavy because you had JT, you had a couple other big running back names, and you flipped some guys early on that, uh, you know, I'll be honest, I was sitting there watching like, gosh, yeah, I would have kept that one, but I would flip somebody else. And here you are two years removed, and uh, I'm looking at the roster you've got, you know, Daniel Jones, would you have predicted that he would lead you to? No to fantasy championship. Or... I almost <laughs> traded him for uh, Baker Mayfield before the season. So, <laughs> wow! Yeah, but, uh, I didn't pull that trigger on that one. But yeah, That's you got some household names. Yeah, uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, did all right. Didn't do like his average, but did all right. But yeah, Devonte Adams, uh, Christian McCaffrey, who I, I think a lot of us were out on, and 
Um, you know, you did well to hang on to him and have him help you out. J Josh Jacobs did well for you this year. And then uh, friend of the show, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, you won in spite of these guys, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's what I like. You named some of the names on the roster. I was just uh, – I sold out most of my picks for next year in one of my 2024s. But I think maybe for another year or two I can be competitive with the players I yeah. have on it. But I'm not the type to sit there and keep the same players most of the time. So. Yeah, and you beat uh you beat Sonny and, and and Bill who Bill they won last year they're the reigning champs right mm -hmm. uh, a ridiculously deep team tons of wide receiver talent and they put up 178.8 and and it wasn't like you won an ugly matchup by a point and a half you you yeah, had to, it was... to get every every piece of that. It was exciting all the way down to the end of Monday Night Football because he had Najee Harris, and when he caught that touchdown pass, I'm like, oh, man, that's way too close right now. So put me on the yeah, edge man. for sure there. So yeah, uh, we were talking about Daniel Jones. I'd love to tell you guys a funny uh, Daniel Jones story. So uh, you guys are talking – I'm pretty sure we're talking about Superflex Army 1. Yeah. Uh, I think all three of us are in Superflex Army 2. I'm only in, in one. Yes. Oh, okay. So Drew is. Yeah, I'm in both of them and with each of you in separate leagues. Yeah. So in the startup, I, I took the guy we were talking about earlier, Drew, Russell Wilson. He was my, my main man, my main quarterback. And I took some guy that was getting a little bit of hype that year, Drew Locke. As my QB too. Safe to say, Drew Locke <laughs> did not pan out. But this is a reason, and I would love to have this debate with anyone, but this is a reason why having trade deadlines all season long are great. Because a team in the championship had lost Daniel Jones. He was down due to injury. And he came to me and he said, I will trade you. Your Drew Locke for my Daniel Jones. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute. I checked Google because when a trade <laughs> sounds too good to be true, I just want to make sure nobody got arrested, nobody got into a car accident, nobody got injured in practice. Google was clean. Nothing, nothing happened to Drew Locke. And I said, all right. We did it straight up. Daniel Jones for Drew Locke. And Drew Locke led me to the playoffs in Superflex Army. I was actually the, the, the third highest scoring team. Unfortunately, uh, Aaron Yakel beat me in the first round. Um, he had a really good team as well, so I'm not, I'm not disappointed in that loss. But I couldn't trade Daniel Jones if, if my life depended on it. I put him in so many trades. Nobody wanted him, and, you know. Let let Russ cook. Let let Denny Dimes bank because that dude was just he was doing it all year. And I don't know there's, how. I never. Saw there's a game. question for you, Josh, yeah. and for John. We went through a whole list of guys. Would you rather between Russell Wilson and these other quarterbacks in a startup this year? Who do you want between Danny Dimes and Russell Wilson? Uh, I hate to do it, but I'm going to stick with Wilson. I have to stick with Wilson there because he does already have the guaranteed contract, and 
he's going to be there. And uh, I think it's more of a Nathaniel Hackett deal. So yeah. hopefully he'll be able to bounce back big time. Yeah, I had a. Uh... I had Drew's uh, Drew's head spinning with some of my some of my answers for Russ Wilson. So I, I think they get a established offensive mind in there this year, and they get they get Russ back to at, at least ordering Uber Eats. Maybe he's not cooking yet, but he at least they give him the phone back so he can get some Postmates, some Uber. He's Eats at least ordering food. food and not soap, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, Russ wasn't cooking. He wasn't eating. It, it was just bad all around. It was bad. It was. It was not good. Um. So but, so we all are. All three of us are in the uh, timeline OG league. Yeah. Right. Yes. So uh, what what are we all thinking in the the non point scoring season? What what are you all thinking about your teams this next year coming up? What are your what are your aspirations? We all kind of. Landed across the board here um, for the regular season. Uh, you know, some of it was injuries, some of it was guys that just didn't pan out. Uh, what What are we all thinking about? What we expect for the upcoming season, based on what you have for draft capital, based on maybe some of the moves that you think you want to try to make, uh, based on where values are right now in, in the off season. Uh, in that league, it's it's tougher to move players. It feels like like you were saying how how many guys I've moved in the super flex army league, and it's just like, well, guys want to work with you and guys want to trade. Like in this league, it seems like people are a little bit more stringent on what they want to give away, so it's not as easy to just you know flip back and forth as I would like because I was trying to sell Montgomery and Elliott and uh, some another aging running back at the end of the year, and it's just. Oh, it was Connor. And just couldn't get any bumps yeah. or anything on him. And it's just like, well, how about Kittle? It's like, well, this is right before he blew up. I finally got rid of him for a second in uh, <laughs> 23. So it's like, uh, another loss there. And Waller, at least he maybe will be healthy next year. Yeah. But, so I think I, I well, kind of botched the draft a little, while, a little bit, for sure. Yeah, you got a couple of young guys there, though, with uh, a Conquo, which – the irony, I, we put up a trade that somebody offered me in another league that included a Conquo. And at that point, Josh and I were both like, who the hell is this guy? Uh, we found out who he was pretty quick. Yeah. So you got him and you've got uh, Jelani Woods as well, who's had a couple of couple of games. So you've got some, some uh, young upside there, which feels good. But yeah, you do have a lot of the aging running backs. So I guess I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, another uh, Daniel Jones team. Yeah. You got him and Lamar. Uh, yeah, what do you have like, for draft capital this year coming up, John? Uh, I think I just have one twenty or one first and two seconds coming up. So okay. I'm not going to add a ton to it, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I like I said, I'd like to get rid of those aging running backs, but not even the contenders wanted them for insurance or anything. So did did you and I talk? I feel like uh, I'm I, miss, sure. I missed the boat there. If <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Yeah, we definitely did it at some point. I think yeah, because. You, you lined up all the running backs. So like, I'd give this, this, or this for this guy and this for that guy. And I was like, well, I don't know. I guess I'll hold on to him for no reason because it's kind of like I started to tear it down a little too late in the year. But I get stuck in that middle. I I, I do think, though, John, and, and I saw this happen a lot last year, and I think it's going to happen a lot this year. Draft day. 
I think you can hit even even rebuilding teams, teams that have 202, 203, 204. And maybe it happened last year more because we didn't like the depth of the draft. But I traded or I traded the 203 for Zeke Elliott in the league. Because I was like, and I actually think I traded for the 203, so it may have not been my own pick. Uh, but I was like, wait a minute. You want this, you know, it, it, you know, what's in the box? You know, it could, it's a boat. It could be anything, even a boat. Like, <laughs> And that guy took Isaiah Spiller. And I got Zeke Elliott, who was useful in games. I mean, don't get me wrong. Zeke Elliott was not the top 10 guy that he's always been, but he wasn't a scrub. I, I put him in in games, and he scored me points. And, you know, I got me all the way to a, a third-place game. So um, I, I think you may be able to work some of those kind of deals out too just to get young, even if you're getting 207, 208 for, you know, Connor and Montgomery, it may value wise, it may suck. It may be like, God, these guys are worth more, but it gets the age off of your team and, and at least gets you picks to to get younger, you yeah. know. So um I, I think I think that may be something that you uh you try to look at because I, I saw it happening in a lot of leagues last year where it was like, I don't like Zeke Elliott, he's old. It's like okay, like you want the two oh four? Ah, sounds good. I think he's gonna suck anyway. And you know. Yeah, Josh, you you and Bill have uh have uh, a lot of young guys at wide receiver, a couple young tight ends. Running back is kind of hit or miss. You do have Jonathan Taylor. Um but then, you know, you've got Joe Burrow and then uh, not a whole lot behind that in quarterback. What do you whoa, all think? Whoa, this whoa, year? whoa, 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 whoa. I am not going to let you slander the good names of Jimmy Garoppolo and Taylor Heineke. How dare you? Th- those guys are perfectly fine. QB2s, put them in a rotation, see who's got the best matchup, get yourself a solid. 15 to 17 points. Okay. Uh, you guys uh, you guys made it into playoff this year, though, right? Because of points, right? You all got uh, one of the last two spots for, yep. for points scored. Yep. Because uh, you do have guys like Jonathan Taylor, Jamar Chase, Deontay, CeeDee Lamb, Devonta Smith, Garrett Wilson, and some untapped potential yet or up. Unseen potential in Elijah Moore and Jameson Williams. Uh, is is Jameson Williams untapped potential? I think we've kind of seen what Jameson Williams can do. In we saw one play. We saw one play. Uh, we've seen a couple plays. I, and and this is coming straight off of an injury and kind of just going out there and doing his thing. I think <laughs> Jameson Williams is going to be mighty mighty fine. What do you what are you and uh Bill thinking about this year, Kenov? You guys talk at all about what you want to do with this team this year? Uh Bill and I feel pretty good because uh you guys will let another Garrett Wilson get down to us again. You got uh, him at the 102, right? No, we got Jameson Williams at the 102. No. 
Check the draft. I'll tell you why. Because I drafted Garrett Wilson everywhere. And I drafted him early. Oh, and my I, God. Yeah, you guys let us have Garrett Wilson. You never – I. You didn't even send me an offer. You didn't even send me an offer. We didn't send offers for that pick. We were trying to send offers for the 102. I'm hurt. Hey, and if you wanted Garrett Wilson at the 102, you could have sent me an offer. Well, it was Jameson at the 102, but you got Garrett Wilson at the 105. Yeah, you guys just let us have that. I appreciate all of you. Well, that pick uh, was traded for me. Hopefully not on the clock. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it might have actually been on the clock because I think we were like 107 or 108 because we made the playoffs the first year too. And we had our original pick. I think we did trade with you at some point. It may have not been on the clock, but I think it wasn't during the season either. Yeah, I, I don't remember. But since that's your pick, thank you, John. Ah, yeah, no problem. I, 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 at least I took Christian Watson at the 112 and then traded that's him a, away later. I like that. <laughs> I like that pick. I mean, I wasn't a big Christian Watson guy before during the pre-draft process, but he's – Linked up with Aaron Rodgers. He's yeah. You know, if he could stay healthy, that's his only thing. If he could stay healthy, um, no. But but honestly, Bill and I haven't talked too much. But I don't think we have big holes besides like a legit QB two. But you know, which you'll have the what one oh eight this year. Yeah. So somewhere in there. So. That, Maybe that's Will Levis. Maybe that's Anthony Richardson. And I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if those guys are this year's Justin Herbert. <sighs> yeah. See, and the thing, the thing about Justin Herbert, and if you've watched the show for a while, you know that I was on Justin Herbert during the pre-draft process. I was like, we're not talking about this guy. We're talking about two. We're talking about Joe Burrow, and we're not talking about this guy. And I think this guy is pretty good, but we're sleeping on him because he went to Oregon, West Coast. We're not watching those games on the East Coast and even in the Central Time Zone. And I was like, I think. And and there was a league where I had the one ten and one twelve. And I got Justin Herbert, and this is a super flex league, and I got Justin Herbert at the 110. Yeah. And then I got Justin Jefferson at the 112. Yeah. And, and frantically was trying to trade to the 111 to get Justin Jefferson, <laughs> and nothing I could do for the guy. I, I can't even remember what that guy took at 111. It, it wasn't Herbert or Justin Jefferson. Probably Rager. I got Rager in that. I draft. bet you that's what it was. Oh yeah, that's another guy I was so right on. <laughs> I told everybody that dude stunk out loud, and he got he he had so many excuses made for him. Well, it's TCU. The quarterback wasn't good. Well, I was like, fine, but he's still not good. But I mean, I can also talk about all the ones I got wrong, and that would be yeah. another hour and 20 minutes that we could be here for. So, Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I know, John, you mentioned this league. The OG league is not as active maybe or as easy to, to move people around on rosters. So we've talked about it a couple times. You know, I, I think this league was 
set up for some folks who want to kind of dip their toes in the dynasty and get started. So hopefully folks now a couple seasons in will have a better sense of value and kind of what's possible. So I'm hoping each year we'll, we'll get a little bit, a little bit more active and we'll have some more deals go down. I know uh, Justin Rogers put in the chat uh, before he and I trade, I think it had been how many weeks between yeah. trades uh, in this league. So we'll, we'll get some more activity going and uh, we'll have some fun there, but uh, yeah, it'll that, be interesting to see. That was the first draft that I had done that had the draft picks included. Okay. So I ended up with nothing until like a late second. And then I was just taking the older value players, I thought. And that's kind of how I'm in the position now with the old running backs. And Yeah. Oh, John, let me give you a peek behind the curtain. I'm glad you mentioned that. So Bill and I, I think we're like a 110 or 111. And we said, all right, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go full on. And Ryan, your ears will perk up again. Productive struggle. We're going to go. It's going to be all youth. It's going to be all picks. We're going to ride. And obviously, this was the Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, all the quarterback draft where the draft picks were included. I said, I think at 110, 111, the 101 will be there. Because everybody's going to go for the big names, your Lamars, your, your Mahomes, your Allens, you know. So I think the 101 will be there. And I think it was 103. I could be a pick or two off. Larry Monkey yeah. takes the 101. And Bill and I go, all right, we got to adjust. <laughs> because we were like, <laughs> we were like we're, you know, we're, we're not getting Trevor Lawrence, which is the whole reason – you know, productive struggle, get Trevor Lawrence, you know. Uh, so we went wild and we took uh, Jonathan Taylor, who I think was the first running back selected at that point. Um, but we did end up getting one first or two first. I can't remember. We got Jamar Chase in the draft. We got Pat Fryermuth in the draft. We did end up getting a lot of picks. So we did kind of still try to go productive struggle. But then it ended up that I think, you know, two of our first three or three of our first three draft picks hit. Jonathan Taylor had his RB1 year. Joe Burrow was good, obviously, because we had the Burrow-Jamar stack. So, but it, it's funny when when you talk about, like, drafting strategies and, like, what are you doing to start up? And Drew and I were talking about this a little bit earlier about, you know, where would Russ go in a startup and – it's just funny. People come in. There are a million different ways to do the draft. And it's always fun to see people's strategies kind of play out. You know, especially, like you said, John, it was a situation you had never encountered before with draft picks being involved and how you kind of, uh, how you navigate that, how you go, okay, this is kind of a new wrinkle. You know, some people do third round reversals, you know things like that that are, you know, always, always fun to deal with. But kind of talking about startups a little bit, I, I want to see what you guys think about this. I, I want to bring up a name. And I don't ask me what his ADP was because I, I couldn't tell you. But a guy who was kind of a legend for the first, what, three or four weeks of the season, Greg Dorch. Where do you think he was being taken in startups? And we laugh like once we get past what round 13, round 14, we're like, oh, we're just throwing darts at a board and you know, 
especially if you're in like a 14 team league or a 16 team league, you're like, all right, who do we take here? You close your eyes and, and you pick a guy and, you know, but it, it's crazy how, you know, guys like Greg Dorch had a little bit of time where they were in the sun. Paris Campbell, like, where is he going? He had like a month in the sun where he was a, a big time player. And it's almost like, man, uh, do we really start, you know, do we really have to start kind of digging into depth charts and going, all right, well, if, uh, you know, the top two receivers on this team get hurt, could, you know, Greg Dorch be a thing? Could, could Paris Campbell be a thing? You know, Corey Davis had a couple of games where you were like, whoa, okay. And these are probably guys that you were taking in, what, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th round. And they were, you know, they were getting you some some points in some weeks. So uh, just kind of like an observation. And it's fun every year we go, well, this guy came out of nowhere. And obviously, I think uh, maybe the MVP for that this year was Greg Dorch. See, 236? That was his ADP? Was it? Yeah, that's my guess. To, uh, uh, you're not, uh, you don't have oh, it. I don't have it. That's why I said don't even ask. <laughs> yeah, I think in most 12-team leagues, he was probably undrafted. You think so? Yeah, I I would uh, – most of your – like in most of your safe leagues that are 12-team, 28 players. So you're looking at – I mean, I guess if he was in the 260s, he could have – he would have been – he would have been drafted there because – 28 times 12 is 300 and what 334 players, something like that, um, are drafted. But uh, yeah, I would say you're talking in in the 20th round or later. That's the crazy part, you know, because that's at the point where we're just kind of like, ah, okay, here you go, DLF. And I don't – I'm assuming this ADP has to kind of be from the offseason because it's uh, pretty high. Let's see, what was this? Okay, so no, I want to go to so, – sorry, this is not good. So his – ADP was between like 220 and 225. That's a pretty good guess, John. Yeah, not, not too far off. So, yeah, been like 5%. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we're talking in a 12 team league, not quite, not about, yeah, about, the yeah, it's 20. like round 19. Yeah. And, you know, that was probably a, a and probably because Hopkins was suspended at that point. So you're starting to look down the depth chart there and, right. you know, kind of see who might be, might be available or could have a shot. But uh, yeah, I don't know what I expect from him moving forward. I mean, cause yeah, like we said earlier with Kyler, I mean, he's, he's not starting week one next year. He's scheduled to have surgery this week or he did, did he have surgery this week already? I'm not positive on that. But uh, I mean, he had his procedure done. I think in the within you know either three days ago or three days ahead of us now. You know, he's scheduled to do that, and um, 
you know, I think somewhere between week six and week eight is where I've seen some of the early projections of when he would be able eligible to return or healthy enough to return. So, um, so who knows who's going to be at the helm? Who knows who's going to be, you know, coaching? Uh, probably Cliff Kingsbury, just because they gave him a massive contract extension before the start of the season. Okay. Bril- yeah. Brilliant move. Thanks, Steve. Uh, said uh, Kyler had a surgery today. Yes, yeah, seven hours ago he put on Twitter that he uh, the surgery was successful and he wanted to thank everybody. So, yeah, um, yeah, Colt McCoy, uh, twenty twenty three, make the posters now. Uh, <laughs> you know, David Blau. Oh, yeah, <laughs> blah blah blah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's crazy though how certain teams end up with David Blau and other teams end up with Brock Purdy. I mean, it, it's just kind of crazy the talent evaluation process across the league and how some teams always seem to be able to find the third string guy or the undrafted free agent or the CFL guy that nobody knew about that becomes a star in the league. Like certain teams just always seem to be able to hit on that. And other teams just can't do it. Um, uh, Hey, Steve's got a good question here. Um, Do you think they add a QB? I mean, they have to, right? I mean, you can't say, even if it's just a month, you can't say, we're going with Colt McCoy and David Blau, and that's going to be what keeps us at two and two. Until, <laughs> hey, go, go get yourself some Case Keenum. Get yourself some uh, – I mean, it could also be a thing where they, they draft a QB in, in the third, you know, and go – all right, we're just going to have a young guy who has traits similar to Kyler Murray start him for four weeks. And Nate, Kyle, I'm going to assume that's a real human being and um, say yes. That So if this guy blows up, I just want credit for saying you heard it here first. And then just agreeing with Kyle's hard work. And Nathan Rourke, uh, twenty twenty three. Is it a Turpin rub against you for the Cowboys taking him? Because wasn't he the CFL MVP the year before? Uh, Turpin, he uh, no, he was the XFL uh, MVP. That's good. I can't keep track of how many there are anymore. That's good. Yeah, maybe I mean, Steve can give us some more insight on what's happening in uh, Canada there. Oh, of course. Oh, that Nathan Rourke, uh, BC Lions star quarterback. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> I I knew that the whole time. I didn't Google it or anything. He's probably um, not even in NFL. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, well, uh, the um, who was it? The Rams last year? No, two years ago. Didn't they use um, 
Strievler, who was a, uh, a CFL quarterback, who was like the four-string guy for the Jets this year? No idea. Yeah, the like, Jets game was the first time I heard of him when they just put him in there and he ran for like yeah, I'm 50 sure, yards and a quarter. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you guys chat amongst yourselves. I'm, I'm going to look this up because I'm pretty sure I remember. Wow. Okay, I know my computer can hear me because I put CH into Google. And Chris Strievler is the first thing that came up. And no offense. <laughs> oh my God. He ain't that popular. Um, all right. Let's see here. He is currently, yes, a quarterback for the New York Jets. I said that. Uh, I want to look up his uh, his history here and see where he uh, see where he's been around to. Oh, he went to he went to South Dakota. So that's a fun fact about uh, Chris Strievler here. Um, let's see. Oh, so, oh, hey, he played on the Cardinals, not the Rams. I had the right division, the wrong, uh, the wrong team. But uh, Cardinals great, CFL great, Chris Strievler, um, currently making 150 grand playing for the uh for the jets so good for him yep um good money if you can get it um because i mean if someone wanted to pay me 150 grand to be a four-string quarterback let's go i would uh i would show up tomorrow yeah yeah I, that would be one of those like pros versus Joe's moments. I'd be interested to see some of us go into how would we hold up against a fourth string NFL quarterback in a QB competition? I, I, I would get roasted. <laughs> I have and a, they have to use their weak hand. <laughs> yeah, still getting roasted. I have a surgically re- re- repaired hip. Like I can't get any rotation from the lower half of my body. It's going to be all arm. I'm getting it like 20 yards, if that, while like a four-string guy is like bombing it 50. Yeah. And forget about if there's a pass rush or something going on. Like, I have. Just, like, could uh, you could you dump it in the net from 30 yards out? How many tries would it take you? A thousand. <laughs> a thousand. I, th- this is what I say to you know when. I'm around friends and stuff, and they're like, I could do that. No, you couldn't. Not in a million years. You would be (laughs) lucky. You would lucky to be Zach Wilson in the league. Like that, that would be your your ceiling. Is Zach Wilson. Like, never mind anything else. And I've pretty much voted Zach Wilson worst quarterback in the league. So yeah. His focus is in some of the wrong places. Uh, John, curious for you, now that you've joined uh, a couple different leagues here that uh, kind of dip your toes in, you're commissioning, commissioning a, a couple leagues or, or so. Uh, do, you have a, do you have a favorite format that you like to play in as far as, you know, um, you know how many teams, how many starters? Uh, we're going to go ahead and assume that you're, you're pretty committed to Superflex at this point. But uh, curious kind of what, if you were to join a startup tomorrow, what, what would it have to look like for you to say yes and throw 50 bucks at it for the year. Yeah, I'm not uh, too picky about that. I just started with the 
the tight end premium when we did our draft as well. So that's that's new to me. So I know you guys are way far ahead of that, but it's it. I don't know if it really matters at this point. Sometimes it's the people in the league. Um, yeah. I like I'm that. kind of in an expert league now, you could say. So that's it's interesting, like hearing people on their podcast and then being able to go make trades to them when you think that your player is better and they, you know that, that who they like. So yep. it's kind of it's kind of nice to do that. I don't have my own show, so no no recon like that on me. But yeah, I the, my first league I joined, I actually started from like a league that was around for seven or eight years before that and redraft and uh, a lot of family and friends. So like that's been easy. And then uh, to get outside of that circle and to get into the Twitter, the Twitter pool and kind of find, mm-hmm. well, I found Bill and Bill got me in all yeah. these leagues pretty much. He's like, does anybody want to join this league? I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yep. Same. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm only up to, I think five, five dynasties now. But I have a uh, three and a half year old and a nine month old, so it's kind of kind of tough right yeah. now to to find the time. It's like I never understood how people didn't have you know five minutes to look at their phone and set a lineup or make their ads and their drops. It's just like <laughs> I'm exhausted. I don't have time to do anything. Like I'm yeah. lucky to get waivers, and I just try to put my starting lineup in like as early as possible. It's just. So I'm not not too picky. I'm hoping uh, to get into some more once my kids grow up a little bit. I don't have to be, you know, with them all the time because I am a stay-at-home dad. So I'm there all day and with them overnight if they need anything. So, yeah, good for you, man. That's yeah. uh, that's more than a full-time job, right? Yeah, that's what everybody told me. They're like, "Yeah, you probably keep your job." I'm like, "Ah, that's okay. Like, it'll be better for them, better for us. It'll just it'll just work out better." And now I'm just like, I can't believe this is every day. <laughs> Every day, I'm up in the yeah. morning, loud toys all day. Yeah, you blink and it's it's gone there, right, Jess? What's your oldest, Josh? Fourteen, nine. nine. Okay, so almost nine. yeah, yeah. We're all kind of in that same band. Yeah, I've got a, a seven, five, and two, and it's yeah. This is this year is uh, the first couple times that I've actually had another commissioner message me about, hey, dude, are, are you in it or not? Because you kept this guy in your lineup that was out this week. Like, oh, shit, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, this this is the first year that I've really been like missing like waiver runs and stuff like that. Where it's like, I'm like, all right, maybe I need to pull back a little bit. Uh, so, I actually dropped my first league today. Um, nice. Told the commission, I said, hey man, I I got to pull back. I got a lot of things going on personally, and I just. I'm not going to be committed to the league and we could, maybe we'll talk about this as our last topic to wrap wrap up, because I I think this is a good one too. Um, The team that I am leaving uh, came in seventh. So this is a 14 team super flex. Um, I lost Javante early. Uh, I'll look up the team real quick. It's a good-ish team. You know, it does need some work, but it's, I'm definitely not leaving a team that is, you know, second worst with no picks. And uh, I know that's a uh, bunch of guys that aren't in the league anymore. Oh, yeah, like uh, Javante. All right, he's the only big um, IR guy that I uh, – that I had, but um trying to just look at this team. I got Kenny Pickett on the bench. 
uh, because nobody else took them. So I said, all right, I guess I will. Um, but I have Trevor Lawrence. I have J.K. Dobbins on this team. Uh, I have Christian Watson on this team. This is, I think, maybe the one league that I didn't get Garrett Wilson. So uh, I should I should actually check uh, Dynasty Planet and see what my uh, what my percentage is on him because uh, it's probably high. I have Cole Komet. I have Aaron Rodgers. So it's young, but um, came in seven. So I have a first. I have a couple of seconds. So I, you know, I've left this team in a good place. It's not a, uh, it's not a dumpster fire. But how, how do you feel about leaving a league if the team isn't good? I, I, uh, oh, go ahead, Drew. Yeah, I think in general, um, where most of the leagues are that I'm in now, either you've paid ahead because you've kind of mortgaged your future, so. That way, the commissioner has a little bit more leverage to help other people want to be interested in going through the rebuild. And I think with the popularity that Dynasty is gaining, the idea of going into rebuild, it's exciting for some people, right? I remember the first couple that I took over, it was very much a, how quickly can I turn this thing around? How aggressive can I get? Um, I can't make it worse, right? So let me try something that maybe I wouldn't do in another league that I feel like I, I have a little bit more commitment to. Um, so I, I don't have a problem with it in general. Uh, I think for me, a couple of the first things that come to mind, especially if I'm the commissioner is I'd like to know as early as possible. So that way I can work on getting, um, somebody to, re to replace that, that manager sooner than later. Uh, it doesn't feel good to get down to like April and the NFL draft is happening that, you know, rookie drafts are happening within a couple of weeks and then scrambling there. I've been in that position a couple of times too. Um, so let let people know early especially if it's a tougher tougher build um but yeah as long as the the league is structured well and you know the commissioner can say you know maybe this 2023 is half off or you pay the full boat but it, it'll pay for both 2023 and 2024 to help incentivize somebody um i'm i don't feel bad about it where i would feel bad is if there aren't some of those guardrails in place where i am leaving a team that not only sucks but it has no draft picks and you're talking about um, you know, basically starting over, or honestly, you should be probably doing a dispersal at that point or a second chance, kind of a, a, a redraft. So, uh, all depends on kind of the scenario there, but, uh, in general, I'm fine with it as long as some of those other pieces are, are in place. What do you think, John? Uh, as a commissioner, I definitely would like to know as early as possible. Luckily in my leagues, nobody has left. And I think this is the fourth season. So that having, uh, you know, you knew they weren't going to quit because of how long they've been in the regular redraft so that was a lot of safety there but uh with uh i don't know it's just it's hard because when you i don't know i guess i like the teams that don't have any players um one of the teams i got with bill uh when i got like three or four from him that time was a team that had ben roethlisberger as quarterback and drew Brees, and it was a year that they retired and that was the top two quarterbacks and like there was just nothing on this team only kelsey hopkins and chubb so a couple of years ago everybody's like oh they're getting old so like i didn't really panic so because i just had nothing so i just kept trading and trading and trading and now i got a, a nice core of receivers but i feel like that's a better experience than 
you know, a, a redraft, I guess, or not a redraft, but a, just a draft in general. I don't know. Just being plugged into the existing league is uh, an interesting thing for sure. Yeah, I, I'm kind of of the mindset like if I'm not having fun in a league, I'm I'm just gonna drop it. But hopefully, if the team has been bad, I've been rebuilding it, and even if that just means like, hey, you got some young guys that might blow up, and here are a bunch of picks, and then let the next guy do what they want. Like in TA2, I'm not planning on leaving TA2, but in TA2, I'm rebuilding that thing. And the team has some like, you know, upside question mark guys. Like I have Trey Lance. He could be a thing, but he's got to stay healthy. You know, I have like Jahan Dotson and Rashad Bateman. Again, another guy who could be something if he stays healthy. But you know, I have Pat Fryer move, but I also have three first round picks. So if I just decided tomorrow, like I'm, I'm not going to be in TA2, it's just a league I need to drop. You know, I'm not having fun. At least the next guy goes, okay, roster is kind of thin. Uh, roster is not, you know, not elite. Oh, I have Garrett Wilson. Um, You know, Drew, Drew hates every time I say I have Garrett Wilson because he loved Garrett Wilson too, and I took him everywhere um that's payback for two years ago and getting justin fields everywhere yeah you still won that one though um but at least they go all right like he's got garrett wilson he's got pat Fryermuth. he has three first round picks like it's not great it's not you know a team that i can turn from worst to first or second worst because i have a 102 um but it's a team that, you know, can be something if I if I trade some of these picks, if I trade a Garrett Wilson, you know, you can you can multiply all of that and make it good, you know, and I would rather leave a league like that. But I, you know, also if I leave a league because I'm not having fun, like the the draft I was telling you guys about earlier with Herbert and Jefferson, I left that league because I just wasn't having fun. Like, all right. <laughs> You're not you're not gonna be too upset when you inherit a team and you go, Oh, Justin Herbert and Justin Jefferson? Okay, I'll take yeah. that one. Thanks. You know. So um I, I think that's I think if you intentionally go, I'm not coming back next year, and you just, you know, trash a team and then kind of like leave it for the next guy, it's kind of sucky. But you know, hopefully you're always trying to make your team the best it can be no matter what stage you're in and uh when you leave it's something either it's a contender or it's a rebuild that has some assets that you can give to the next owner so um yeah the only anti thing i found to be kind of useful against that is like having an ownership fee so you have to like pay for your team so like on top of like the hundred dollars a year to play it's fifty dollars up front in the beginning to like own your team so that if you tear it down like you're saying you have less than three of the picks in like the next two years in the first two rounds then you have to you don't get your money back and it just goes to pay for the next person coming in right and and a lot and um bill does this in a lot of leagues where if you trade your future first you have to pay the next year's buy-in that way if you decide i'm not doing this anymore 
at least Bill can say to the next owner, hey, this year is completely paid for. You don't have a first-round pick. Team may or may not be bad, but, you know, at least you you kind of can tempt someone where it's like, oh, wait, I get this disgusting team and I have to pay for it. You know, at, yeah. at least it, it, you can you can swallow that a little bit more when you uh, – when you realize that you're just, um, you know, you're, you're just, you got a free roll year. You can kind of do what you want and then pay the next year. So. Yeah. That is nice about the one I got with the, uh, the bad quarterback situation. I actually got the first two years for free. I think everybody just agreed to like take it off the pot at the end of the year or something. Oh but yeah. I'm Heck out yeah, of my free awesome. rides though. So I got to pay this year. Yeah. Ah. Well, how, how close are you? What do you What are you uh, looking at now? Then on that uh, uh, it's still pretty terrible. I have a lot of picks. Uh, I think I have four first this year and three nice. next year and some seconds. Yeah. But, uh, it has C D Lamb on it. Waddle, with good receiving core, and then pretty much nothing else. Although I traded for Deshaun Watson last year on that team, and Geno Smith came up for me this year, so hopefully he can start for a few years. Deshaun goes back to his form. Oh, I do have Bryce Hall on that team. Yeah. Bryce, sorry, Bryce Hall. Yeah. So it'll be nice. I have the one-on-one, so him and Deshaun uh, yeah. running it. Team seems pretty good. I think someone uh, yeah. someone uh, tried to slow play that team a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It's hard up. to say. It, I won my first game. It was the last game of the season. It kept Bill from having a bye, I think. <laughs> maybe it was the second to last. So I was like one in twenty-two or whatever it is. Even worse yeah. than that. that it's funny to watch the Browns talk about it, right? The Browns are out, but they want to spoil for everybody else. Yeah. Same yeah. thing in same thing in fantasy, right? It's like yeah. uh, if I can if I can make this win without dropping a draft pick, yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, I was still I still had a few wins in clearance from that. So <laughs> plus, you know, it was a guy nice enough to bring me into the league, you might as well. Takeaways by. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man, that, that is awesome, and and that just shows how much uh, how much fun you can have in fantasy, no matter where you're at. Whether you're a top dog, you're you're the uh, the underdog. You know, just trying mm-hmm. to keep people out of buys. But uh, Drew, what do you think? You wrap this up. We're almost at two hours here. Yeah, no, no this is awesome. Uh, glad you could make it for a, a little while, John. It was exciting to see you. Thanks, I appreciate uh, you having Flex me. Guys Army. On. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we love having folks jump in and just share a little bit of their perspective, their thoughts, and uh, always good to hear what other people are thinking, kind of how they approach this uh, game game about a game, right? So hopefully hopefully you and the family feel better soon and get everybody oh, back to, to normal so you can continue on in 2023. I'm sure is everybody back? Uh, nobody's in school yet, right? So you're just hanging out with the kids at home. Yeah, my, my son, we started him on pre-K in the fall, so we've been pretty okay. much sick since then. And then we had, like, a nice week before Christmas where we were fine, and now we've been just destroyed. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah that is you just expect something from somebody at all times. So Yeah, he's always putting <laughs> stuff in his mouth, his fingers in his mouth, and then his <laughs> he'll put his sister's fingers in his mouth, his fingers in his sister's mouth. It's like... Uh, yeah. We might as well not even try to stop it. It's, nah, yeah. you can't. nah, they're building their immunity for the future, right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, glad uh, you could join us. And uh, yeah, excited to see what happens in the OG League and uh, the different Superflex Army Leagues that you're in. And uh, good luck to you. Hopefully you find a couple more uh, if you're looking for them. Um, whether you, are you thinking you'd rather uh, find a startup or find an orphan for this upcoming year? Uh, if I had you, to uh, pick. 
I'd go with the orphan if if I could okay. pick, and then uh, I think you'll I, have a lot of picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These COVID teams are still around that everybody signed too many for. So. I hear Josh is leaving one. That's um, in decent shape. <laughs> well, maybe we'll see. I don't think I want to take anything extra on right now. <laughs> so. I hear you. Uh, so uh, so on that note, John. Uh, I'll say it too. Thank you for coming on. It's always Thank fun uh, to have different people on, get different points of views, uh, hear what people are doing. And uh, thank you to everybody in the chat. Uh, Steve, Kyle, uh, Ryan McDowell. Um, I'm just going to keep uh, saying productive struggle so that he shows up. Uh, it doesn't work like that. I, I don't know. We said productive struggle and then Ryan was in the chat. <laughs> You can't prove me wrong on that, Drew. Um, but appreciate you guys. Uh, like we said a few weeks ago, and we've kind of been uh, mentioning, we're gonna we're gonna take a little time off during the off season, kind of recharge the batteries. Uh, we've been going for what is it, three years straight. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna take a little break. Um, Follow us at Fantasy Timeline because when we decide we want to uh, maybe do a little off-season content, we'll let you guys know there first. Um, yeah. If you want to know even before we put it on the uh, on the Twitter handle, join the FTC. Uh, John yeah. is a part of it. Uh, we're in it, and we'll probably tell all those people first because um, there are people they've been following us forever, and. Um, that's why we get we give them the uh, the first uh, first notice on the information there. Uh, thanks to the chat, thanks to everybody. Uh, appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, Drew. Appreciate you, John. And let's get out of here. Late.